Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the perfect of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Surrounding me with love 
For to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy angel of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence Thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jesse Ann Nicole George, and I am your hostess today. And the music you are listening to there at the beginning of the show is I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shum Shai, a great uh, musical group that I connected with when I was living in Arizona, and they were from Sedona, and then uh, they are now touring the world and <laughs> living their dream, as somebody might say. You can definitely, by the way, check out more of their music through their website, which is www.shimshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. And I want to extend a welcome to those that are returning and those that have listened to us before, well, those that are just joining us for the first time. (laughs) Almost repeated myself there for a moment. And, uh, you know, either way, I do want to welcome everybody that's out there because we do stream live also in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and 10, known as Parent Counters Network, and I welcome everyone listening through those channels as well. Now, during this show, what I do is I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life code. And many times I do have guests on the show, like today, I have a wonderful guest, uh, Jonna Andrea Toro. And uh, that way you get a chance to learn about other people's work and other things that may be an option for your code energy. And I also highlight different musical artists along the way. Usually I do that with the turning of the seasons. And, you know, of course, last week we had C.J. Monzak on. If you missed that show, definitely go back and catch it. He is so real and so wonderful in his ways. And he plays that champion steel uh, instrument. And it's just it's incredible what he, what he works with there and his philosophy. So check that out. And uh, then also I bring different topics and tools and resources and thoughts that I'll be sharing uh, along the way to allow for personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception on how life works. Now, what I do in my own work is I interpret a person's life code 
to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. And I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, which you can catch that where other people have interviewed me along the way. That uh, is on my website if you want to check that out. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams, and its companion workbook. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion, its companion workbook. In addition, I am a collaborator on a fifth book, and we're going to be releasing the ebook version actually this uh, December. I think it's around December 10th. We're going to release that, and then we'll start releasing also the um, softer cover versions um, in January. And that is embraced by the divine. Uh, really exciting work. There's so many wonderful people involved. A couple of them, which I've actually had on the show here: Lorraine Cohen, Michelle Meyer. Um, so many people, I'm trying to think, Carrie Kanan, um, that have been involved in that, that you might remember me having on. So that is going to be one to watch for, and we definitely want to check it out, sort of a women's anthologies of the dark night of the soul and challenges that we've gone through in our lives and how we've gotten through them. So that'll be very exciting for you to, to watch for and pay attention to as well. And uh, in addition, I've created what is used to be called the Compassion Tour, I'm now doing what is called the True North Tour to help people align with their own personal True North state of being. And that is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. You can follow all of these different things uh, through my website, jessianniclesgeorgethenumber1.com. And I will mention, I'm getting ready in about a week and a half to hit the road for a couple of weeks. Um, Those that have been paying attention know that I've been based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota over the summer, and uh, I'm going to take a couple of weeks and tour back to the East Coast. So I'm going to be near Philadelphia, and uh, I'll be in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. I'm going to be around the Fairfax, Virginia area, which is near Washington, D.C., and I will be in Westwood, Massachusetts, near Boston. So, uh, you know, if you're around any of those regions, I've got some stuff happening, some workshops going on. You definitely want to check those out and You can do those also through my website. Now, just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, make certain that you share it with people. And I find that just by clicking the share button, people get inspired. And I find that there's almost always somebody's life that gets changed when I do that. And people go, oh, my gosh, I really needed this. I've been in this negative spiral or I'm dealing with somebody that's in this space and I don't know how to get out of it. (laughs) We just need to hear about some positive energy, which is what we're going to focus on today. But uh, we do a lot of different types of topics here and, you know, really can make a difference. You might think, hey, I'm just sharing the show because I like it. Um, In turn, it may turn out to be something that really shifts or impacts somebody's life. So I encourage you to do that. All of the Main Street Universe shows, by the way, are available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn.com, and um, both the Activating Compassion and Code Connection shows can be found on my YouTube channel and on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. So lots of options depending on how somebody likes to access the show. Uh, They can also just access the archives here on Blog Talk by clicking the same link that you used to come to the show today. So uh, whatever their preference is, then they can definitely do that. Now, before we get started on everything, uh, those that have listened in before know that I like to delve into a little 
book by Yehuda Burke called The 72 Names of God. And, uh, you know, Yehuda is kind of like me in his work. He likes to take the big concepts, put them into everyday life and application. And I find that that's oftentimes where things really work for us, is when we can take something and apply it. This also is on my page in the Main Street Universe tab. So uh, if you want to go back and look at it throughout the week, you'd be welcome and able to do that because that's something I like to do is go back and reflect on a message over the week. Now, the initial uh, name, the common name of God that he gets today is Looks Can Kill, Protection from the Evil Eye. And his initial message on this is the ancient masters described this name as a powerful, invincible weapon of war. It assures victory in the longest and most important battle in human history, the conflict against our own evil eye and that of other people. The insight that he goes on to give starts with a quote by Zohar. A a person possessing an evil eye carries with him the eye of the destroying negative force. Hence, it is called destroyer of the world. And people should be on their guard against them and not come near them so that they should be not be injured by them. And that comes from Zohar the first, page 68b. And he continues on with his insights to say, eyes possess tremendous powers. The human eye has the capability to transmit both positive and negative energy. The evil eye refers to the negative glances and resentful look that we receive from from people harboring destructive feelings towards us. Kabbalists attribute much of the everyday misfortunes to the evil eye. By the same token, when we cast the evil eye toward others, we create a greater opening within ourselves, attracting even more negative glances and their accompanying harmful effects. We become more vulnerable as our spiritual defenses are weakened. Thus, the evil eye brings equal harm to both the bearer and the recipient. And the meditation that he gets on this is, your own desire to cast the evil eye at others is diminished. A shield of positive energy surrounds you, offering protection from the negative glances, looks of envy, and mean-spirited intentions of others. So again, the common name is looks and kill, protection from the evil eye. The formal name on this is Aleph Lamed Jalad. Okay, that's a left blood the left. And it's very interesting because our guest deals in a lot of positive energy, and it all, always seems to coordinate that way for me. <laughs> I can randomly go to anywhere, and it ends up applying to our guest. And she's going to be giving you some insights today on how to get through some of that positive energy and work with it so that she can avoid maybe some of that evil eye stuff, right? Now, a little insight here before we go to our break and get to our guest today. And this will just kind of get your mind going in the direction that uh, we're kind of headed with things today. Do you feel that your life is abundant or are you feeling deprived and unfulfilled? And do you look forward to what your day will bring? Or are you dreading getting out of bed in the morning? And have you experienced what a truly abundant life is? Many people today have been living in a space of surviving and not thriving. Each day they get up and hit the grindstone, working on everything that needs to be done, and then 
fall in bed only to do it over and over again. I see so many going through the motions, drained and burned out, and not taking time to really enjoy their life. There is no doubt that it is easy to fall into the happy spaces where we are just existing and not actually living. Life feels robotic and unfulfilling. We know there is something more, but maybe aren't certain just how to get there. Now, there are many things that can put us into these heavy spaces, from not being accountable, dreading that the worst will happen, being worried about how to take care of things like putting food on the table or paying the bills. However, that can only lock us into a spiral that perpetuates more of that. It puts us in a space where eventually it can even become hard to imagine that any sort of abundance is possible. The good news is that we don't have to be in those spaces. As hard as that can be to believe at times, we have the potential to open a fully and truly abundant life. Now, the challenge for many is creating the energy for that to happen when they already feel drained out. And for many, they automatically assume that this abundance has to start in the form of money. For without that, they cannot enjoy life or make the shift that they want to make. However, oftentimes, money is the result of living abundantly. Now, that might seem a bit odd to some, but being abundant is not tied to our financial status, as many have been programmed to believe. And this doesn't mean that we go out and live beyond our means and the money will suddenly appear, nor does it mean that sitting around and focusing on money will get it delivered to our door. However, abundance comes in multiple forms. And because it is an energy vibration and frequency, we will respond to our emotions or feelings, or it will respond, I should say. And yes, when we feel abundant, the money will flow. Shauna Andrea Tuttle is one person that helps people love abundantly. And she helps people to open the doors to feeling vibrant, healthy, happy, and creating a lifestyle that they can really enjoy. And she reminds people that an abundance of spirit and connection with spirit or the divine can lead us to rich and fulfilling worlds that we love. I love this focus because I know for myself, every time that I am focused on the abundant flow of love and happiness and joy and peace that comes from being connected, everything comes much more naturally and easily into my life. And I know that when I tap into my own abundant nature, that all the earthly abundance responds to that. When I overflow with joy, I receive more to be joyful about. How abundantly are you living? And are you focusing on abundance or earthly possessions to create from? And what things do you do to allow the energy of abundance and fulfillment into your life? Now, the code for this week reminds us that the trials and tribulations that we have been through in life have been a valuable asset. And no matter how challenging they have been going through them, it is a code that asks us to remember the strengths that you have gained in your challenges and the lessons that have been learned from trials. It is a code of shaping and shifting you like a pearl developing in its shell from the irritation of a grain of sand. And this also reminds us 
that what feels big and irritating in the moment is just that grain of sand, a small piece of the whole opening us to greater possibilities. Reflect on the strengths that you have developed from your challenges and trials in life. For these are the things that are ready to open into success for you. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will have Jonna Andrea Tuttle, and she will be sharing her work in Abundant Living. And the song I thought for you during your break is called Via Harmony. It's by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to find out more about Claire's work or connect with her in any way, you can certainly do so through her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And I want to mention Claire is out in the Northern California region, and she was uprooted from the fires out there. So, you know, again, if you like her music, go and check it out. She has a variety of things. Get a CD, buy a song, you know, any little bit helps out because I think we all can relate to times where we've been unexpectedly uprooted from where we were and placed into another place. Whether it turns out to be good or not, it's always nice to know there's people there supporting us. We will be back here in just a couple of minutes and uh, be exploring abundance today. Oh, dear, dear, little light, shine forth, shine forth thy beauty. You came, you went, t'was brief and rare. We loved you and we love you. So thank you, yes, thank you. We thank you oh so deeply. And thank you, yes, thank you. We thank you for your visit. We know your time with us was brief, but still was time well valued. You have a Thank 
and welcome back. You are listening to Code Connection. And my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin called Dia Harmony. And again, you can check out more of Claire's work through her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And again, you know, if, if you feel moved to do so, if you like the music I've been sharing on her show, just go in there and check it out because she's got a variety of things. Again, Claire was uh, uprooted a bit from the players in Northern California, and so I know that she would appreciate any of the, the support that you can offer her um, at this time. So definitely go check that out. Today I have with me Jonna Andrea Tuttle, and she is the president of Andrea's Wellness Center. Andrea's Wellness Center offers coaching programs, products, and alternative medicine to bring balance to the mind, body, and spirit. She is a life coach who empowers others to make positive changes in their life through healing negative beliefs. She is the co-author of Celestial Marriage, Reflections on Love and Faith. And in the spring of 2013, her book was chosen for the top 12 pick list on thespiritedwoman.com. She has produced two affirmation CDs and two meditation CDs, and we will look at her work in balancing body, mind, and spirit in order to live an abundant life. And you can learn more about her work at www.andreaswellnesscenter.com. Com. And I'm going to get her mic opened up. And Andrea, or Jonna, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to jump just right into your middle name there. Jonna, it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us today. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for that beautiful music. It was just so lovely to listen and um, the wonderful message that you are sharing with everybody. I was just really enjoying it. So thank you for allowing me time to be with you today. Well, well, this is great because we've been connected now online for, for quite some time. And, um, uh, you know, you sent me such a beautiful message a couple of years ago. And I remember it was a point that I was feeling a little bit of stress and a little bit of tension. And here came this message through LinkedIn from you that just said, I want you to know, I just, it was something to the effect of, I, I want you to know what a great inspiration you have been. And um, and and I just love what you're doing. And and it just turned things around for me. <laughs> it was just like that timing. When you get that timing from somebody that, you know, it just lets you know to keep going, I guess. You know, it's that way of how spirit speaks through us, to us through other people sometimes. And um, it, it was such a gift to hear from you, and I've just watched you grow and grow and grow, particularly over the last two and three years with your work. And so I, it's definitely a pleasure to have you here. I would love, Jonna, for you to start by sharing with everybody um, your journey. You know, what what brought you into doing this, and why did you choose the work that you're doing now? Um, sure. Well, thank you for that. Um, I feel very humbled for what you said. First of all, that's I had no idea that I had touched you in that way, and you just deeply touched me by sharing that. It's amazing how we can to share those messages and um, not realize that we can actually, you know, touch somebody's life 
in that way. So I feel very humbled for you sharing that. Um, I'll start with, you know, my divorce was actually the catalyst for my healing and awakening. I um, was married to an alcoholic and a drug addict um, for 13 years. And um, about 14 years ago, I decided to file for divorce. I felt like it was just, you know, he was not seeing the problem or willing to get help. And I know for me, I could no longer be in that situation. And um, so during that process, it's it's a very devastating experience. Anyone who has gone through a divorce um, just really can shake you to your core. And I, you know, was just humbly just asking God, like, what, what went wrong? Because I really felt like I had um, done everything, you know, perfectly as I could of being a good wife and and um, being a good, you know, servant of God and, and helping others and being of service and, and being a good mother and and even following, you know, teachings of, you know, my leaders in, in my church organization of how to have a, you know, really good, strong marriage and realizing that it actually takes, you know, two people. One person can't be doing everything. And um, it really just had me ponder uh, what was it within me that, you know, had a part in creating this experience. Um, because we can sometimes get into these victim mentalities of, you know, this person did this and not me. And even though they might have done certain horrible things it was what was the energy that I was carrying inside of me that I needed to heal so I could attract and create something different and I met um, some wonderful healers that were massage therapists and they uh, helped me to recognize that if there was a pain in my body, that there was actually an emotional uh, component to that, that it was actually emotional and spiritual and it wasn't just physical. And so I became, you know, aware of some of the emotional things that had uh, been trapped in my body from childhood. And I went through a long period of time of just healing and clearing all of that energy from my being and um, that is when I discovered you know my soul and who I was as a divine woman of God and my purpose and and my spiritual gifts started to surface and I started to embrace those and um, and discovered that I was had healing gifts myself so I got into massage therapy and that was one of the first um, modalities that I learned about healing. Uh, And I went to a cranial sacral endorsed uh, massage therapy school, which really taught me how to listen to the body. So I learned a lot more cranial sacral than I did massage. But then I began to uh, open up my gifts to be able to listen to the body energetically you know, spiritually, I could um, sense what was going on emotionally in the body. 
And um, as I continue to open up those gifts, I thought other ways to help people heal emotionally because I had been blessed with these amazing healers in my life and helped me to awaken to the truth of who I was and to clear things that had caused so much pain and suffering in my life and heartache. And, you know, it was just a natural desire that I wanted to free other people from, you know, those things that kept them in bondage, you know, the pain, the suffering, the anger, the hurt, the sadness, guilt, shame, all of those negative emotions that can get trapped inside the body. And so I had been working for a essential oil company um, in Springville, and they had me do some raindrop therapy. They also had me be one of the emotional facilitators there to help people um, work through some of the emotional issues that they were having um, through the use of essential oils and a visualization. And then I had, you know, learned some other modalities as well um, from a healer in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, And I actually had to resign from that uh, essential oil company because I was getting, I had been overworked as far as doing the massages and, and, um, raindrop therapies, and I wanted to do more of the emotional work. And even though I got to do some there, there was it was still too much physically on my body to do that many people. I was working on about 40 people, 35, 40 people a week. Um, and so I resigned and I started my business, Andrea's Home, um, Heaven on Earth. And I just started teaching women in my neighborhood about massage and about, um, you know, meditation and breathing and how to relax and how to, you know, give their children just a back massage or their spouse a back massage. And uh, then I started to create these, you know, programs. First one was um, Discover Your Soul's Purpose. And, um, you know, that grew to CDs, me creating CDs. Um, I wrote my book. Definitely after my divorce, I was wanting to know what what does it take to make a marriage work. And, and I um, received inspiration and revelation and, and wrote down my thoughts and experiences in this book that, um, you know, I had received. So now I'm mostly doing um, coaching, workshops, um, things like that. I am in the process of writing another book on manifesting miracles. So that's that's the beginning. There's a lot more, but <laughs> that's a good brief, brief summary. Yeah, and you know, and and your journey, sadly, in many ways, is not a foreign thing for a lot of people out there. Um, 
you know, there are so many people, I think, that I've known along the way, and maybe I'm, I just happen to run across people that have been in these abusive situations, that have been in situations of having to deal with alcoholics or drug addicts as a partner, as a spouse. And your journey, I think, is definitely one that many can relate to. And ironically, I I would say almost every woman, not everyone perhaps, but almost every woman has been in an abusive type of relationship, even if it hasn't been as severe as yours. Um, so I, I think there's so much to be learned from that journey, and and your journey is just, you know, trying to do too much <laughs> sometimes. And, and I'm familiar with Salt Lake City, by the way, and, you know, the the trying to bring in the holistic into um, that region is a whole different arena than, say, trying to do it in California or New York or things like that. Uh, I actually spent seven and a half years in, in Cedar City, Utah, down near the south end of the state. And um, so I can relate to a lot of things that you're saying here. <laughs> in this journey. Well, good. And I think it's true. I mean, we, we are on this this planet and, um, you know, we are going to experience some sort of um, trauma or abuse or, or something in some form, you know, and um, but we have healing tools to free ourselves from that and to learn great wisdom of our own power as a woman or as a man, even there are men that have had, you know, experiences as well. So, you know, everything I feel, every experience is just there to just teach us so much wisdom about our own divinity, our own purpose, our own power. And even though it may seem like negative, it it actually beholds a gift for us if we are willing to do the work and heal and and awaken to the truth we are to discover. You know, it's interesting. I just did this month's video on that very topic (laughs) in there. Um, That our experiences with people that come into our life, they might seem like a challenge for us. They might seem like they're there to take us down, be destructive towards us. But it's really about learning about us. And they don't show up unless we need to learn something. Uh, So I think that that's interesting that you brought that up uh, because those challenges, it's so easy To step into that victim space, and most people don't realize that. You mentioned that where we go into the blaming and the victim spaces, and in that space there's a hidden aspect of conflict and competition, both within and without. When we take those spaces, we automatically engage in competition. And I think that's something most people don't realize. Because they're so busy being the victim <laughs> in there. Um, it's a huge piece. It's a huge piece in there. So how does somebody go about, since we're on that aspect of experiences, how would you 
suggest somebody take a look and and say figure out what that experience is offering them. Um, a couple ways to work with somebody, you know, an energy healer coach that can take you through some um, visualization or dialogues of, or help you to become aware of what's actually in your body energetically, you know, what emotions are there, what beliefs. Um, you know, there's a lot of processes where you don't actually have to go back to the traumatic experience but you can access, you know, information from the body, you know, what the energy is and or the belief that you're still carrying or from that experience. Um, meditation is a really good self-healing tool that the more that you learn to go within and just be aware of, you know, any thought without any judgment or any feeling without judgment, just let it be in our body. Um, and, you know, that acknowledgement of the belief or energy transforms it. So it's when it's hidden, you know, inside of you, um, it's just it's going to just stay there. But just seeing, when we see it or acknowledge it, it brings light to it and it can transform and change. So, you know, that's another powerful thing if people are already really in tune with their bodies or even maybe they're not. That's just one way you can learn to get in tune and aware of your emotions and feelings. Sometimes doing a visualization or guided meditation until you can learn to go within yourself and get into that really still place um, would be really helpful. You know, I think that key of listening to our body is so important because my experience is is that particularly when we're not listening to ourselves, we're not listening to what we're feeling or taking the time to deal with that, um, it plays out in our body. And um, I know one of my areas, which is probably a common thing for a lot of people, is the digestive system. And I have a tendency where I can sometimes get too busy and something comes up and I don't necessarily want to deal with it <laughs> or um, or it's kind of like, oh, no, not one more thing on my plate right now. <laughs> and and my digestive goes out. And, and I caught myself this time, this last time around, and I said... <gasps> my digestive system isn't working. What am I not digesting in my life right now? And it's a huge it's a huge correlation to make because, you know, as soon as I did that, my body just started shifting again and said, okay, now that you've got it, <laughs> now you've got to keep working with it. Am I on track with that? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you noticed, you know, something was going on and you acknowledged it and, you know, you already felt the shift and then you can even go deeper to, you know, what that is. Especially digestion is a lot of, I mean, we receive our nutrients through the intestine and that's also our power center is our, you know, our stomach and um, 
so many people, that's like one of the first things, you know, they notice in their body is, you know, something in the stomach or the gut. And and we do need to slow down and pay attention and listen and, um, you know, see what's going on. And even see if there's anything nutritionally that we need to um, adjust in, in our diet. But definitely you have to acknowledge, you know, the emotional component and, and the belief first because you can try to change something just nutritionally and, and then your body's not actually going to receive it because you haven't dealt with the emotional aspect. So, yeah, so it's very important that we learn to listen to our bodies and so much of society has taught us to shut that down, to ignore it, you know, to get just in this dizzy, crazy lifestyle, just go, 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 fast food, you know, um, it's creating a health epidemic in our in our nation. So the more that we can tune in and listen to our bodies emotionally, um, physically, I mean, our bodies are these miracles that have so much wisdom. I mean, it's the universe inside of you that if, if you want to know eternal truth, you, you need to go within because everything you need to know is, is inside of you. Um, so anything we're sharing with you today is actually just helping you remember what you already know. So it's very important that we learn to be still and to listen to our bodies. I I agree. It's, it's got such a wealth of wisdom to share with us in there if we will pay attention. And, you know, I also realize that, okay, I've got to, I've got to work with this process. So, I will also support my body on a physical level and go, okay, right now my body is not going to digest things because of whatever experience I'm going through. Um, And that's not the experience's fault. That's just I need to stop and deal with this. And so I have to shift my nutrition as well to support it in dealing with that process. Um, You know, you say if we go and constantly grab the fast food, the caffeine, the sugars, and these sorts of things, our body, it's going to make it harder and harder for us to process the emotional aspect as well because the body's going to be too tired, too fatigued, too worn out, I think, in that process. Um, You know, I think at the root of some of this, though, the body responding, which is one of the things you, you tend to get into in your work, is core limiting beliefs. And, you know, it seems to me like there would be a connection there. Yes. I mean, it has it has to do a lot with self-love of how we, you know, listen to our body, how we treat our body. Um, if there's self-sabotaging beliefs, um, you know, there's several things that people act out, pay through food addictions and other substances addictions um, that, you know, create so much imbalance, not only in the physical body, but it affects us holistically, like emotionally, it affects our relationships, it affects just everything in our lives. And when we get to the, the core belief and release the emotion attached to those beliefs, um, 
we can come from a more loving space for ourselves and, you know, eat those foods that actually give us energy instead of deplete our energy. Because there's, there's only two things that you're going to do when you eat. You're, that food you eat is going to either create more vibrant health and give you energy or it's going to deplete your energy and take away, you know, your health. So, and deplete your health. So, um, the more we come from a space of self-love and we have to get through healing those core beliefs to let that self-love grow and expand. And, you know, this is the workings of the universe because I talk about this a lot with my code interpretation work to people. It either works with you or it works against you. <laughs> you know, and not necessarily in a comp- in a competitive way so much as, you know, it's either favorable for you or unfavorable for you. And it's, it's as simple as that in these aspects um, with things. And, and so when you talk about these different beliefs, you talk about um, the foods that we need to, to have during those times. And it's, it's as simple as are you going to give yourself the tools and the the resources and do the things you need to do that are going to support you or not. Um, when we look at some of these aspects, let's, I'd love to take an example of this and, and have you kind of follow that through a little bit so people get an idea. Let's take a common one. I would say most, not all, but a lot of people out there have a sugar addiction. They're addicted to sweets particularly if they get stressed out or they're not handling something emotionally. Um, I I know my more stress-filled days, I want to go grab a piece of chocolate. Now, usually I go for the healthy dark chocolate (laughs) and not just the sugar chocolate. But, um, you know, what what might be a, a core limiting belief that would be tied to that, for example? Um, well, any ad- addiction, it's usually some sort of self-sabotage. There's um, from a lot of the women that I've worked with, um, there's been just some maybe an, an emotional trauma that they had and they, they haven't dealt with it. And so they, you know, turn to sugar. Um, and there's usually a lot of guilt that is in the, their bodies you know, energetically, and so when they take that sugar, they get the high, and then they get the low, and then they get the guilt, and it just becomes this cycle um, of just, you know, self-sabotage. It's Sugar is so, so addicting. (laughs) I, (laughs) I gave up sugar when I was pregnant with my son, who is now 14. Um, You know, I have had sugar once in a while, you know, over the past 14 years, and then every time I do, I'm like, oh, this is why I don't have sugar. Um, because the first year I, I stopped, I got headaches, I was groggy. I was like, wow, I, I couldn't believe. I mean, everywhere you go, you go to family outings, you go to, you know, these events, there's food, there's sugar, there's all this stuff you can't have. And it takes, you know, a process to get used to um, you know, deny or getting rid of that, and 
where I felt like, you know, I'm doing this out of self-love. It's, you know, I'm not in the self-sabotage behavior. I don't need to, I, I didn't need it. I, it was more important for me to feel good and feel emotionally balanced um, than to eat sugar, something sugary. Because um, one of the reasons I did is because I would get the sugar high, then I'd get really low, I'd have to take a nap. And I just didn't like the emotional roller coaster. And, I mean, for women, we we have emotion. We're very, um, I don't want to say we're very emotional, but we it's, it's normal to cry an average of five times a month just because our emotions just naturally, you know, release if we're allowing them to. Um, so getting off that coast of sugar is, it creates so much more balance in your life. Um, you don't have the foggy brain. You don't, it's just freeing. It's like, like I don't have to have it. There's stevia that I can use. There's agave that I can cook with or honey that I can, you know, bake with. Um, even though it's still, um, is is something sweet. It doesn't have the. I don't have the craving that I did like when I was eating sugar. But a lot of it just came down to you know what I. I do get some organic chocolate, like you were saying. Once in a while, I'll, I'll want some chocolate, but there's not an emotional attachment to it. So there's no guilt. There's no I'm trying to reward myself with this. There's no. Um, oh, I just don't feel good. I need to have. So when you can actually acknowledge why you're eating it, like I just want to enjoy some chocolate right now. That feels good to me. That feels, you know, instead of like running to it for, you know, a fix. I'm not comfortable. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I just, you know, I'm tired. You know, a lot of people just are drunk because they're tired. And they're tired because they're, you know, it's this endless cycle. Yeah, and it is it is a very vicious cycle in there um, that can tend to happen for people. I've been in that cycle, so I, I'm familiar, and I love that you're bringing up this aspect that usually there's something that we're feeling guilty about. There's usually, when we talk about sugar, there's a lack of self-worth going on, at least for a lot of women. Um, as you say, we have enough emotions. We're we're already coded <laughs> to a certain extent to be emotional. That's part of the feminine energy. And um, granted, there are some men that are in that space as well. But uh, that reaching for sugar, you don't find as many men addicted to sugar things as you do women, I would say, as a general rule of thumb um, out there. But, uh, you know, I, part of why I wanted to delve a little bit into that is so that we could we could look a little bit at our patterns and realize that, okay, somewhere in me when I'm reaching for this and trying to avoid something, like you say, if you just eat it because you truly say, hey, I think I'll feel like having this right now, and you're eating it without emotional attachment, there is no guilt, there's no drop-off, um, like you would normally get. And I, I, like you, have gone periods of time without 
doing the sugars. I pulled most of the sugars out of my diet um, as best as I can pretty much. I do have some raw, organic, local honey, um, that type of thing. But uh, other than that, I, I really don't indulge in, in sugars because, like you, it, I don't like the way I feel <laughs> when I do much sugar. It really kind of makes my body shaky, um, actually, now. So it, it it is a different thing once you start to get off of it. But I feel like this has been kind of a lead-up to a lot of what our topic is about. And people might be sitting there going, I thought this was a show on a abundance and financial things and and that sort of thing. And it is because I think this is one big piece to abundant living, if I'm correct, and I would love for you to share um, your thoughts on what abundant living is for people. Um, because I think these yeah. things we haven't talked about are the things that keep us from living an abundant life in a lot of ways. Well, it it does, especially, you know, to me, abundance is vibrant health. And, you know, when we do listen to our bodies and honor what um, we need to take care of ourselves, we can live more abundantly. We can create um, what we desire because we're not on, you know, the ups and downs. Uh, Abundance is being at peace and having loving, supportive relationships. Uh, Abundance isn't always about money, Um, though you can bring more money into your life when you are connected. Abundance to me is eternal. It's um, something that we experience before this life. It's something that we will experience, you know, beyond this life. It's that connection to source that is eternal um, it's infinite, and so when we are connected to that, we can um, bring in more money. We can, you know, be drawn to those things that help us have vibrant health. Uh, we actually receive more love from God, and we're able to receive more from others. We're able to to give. Um, but what I really would like to share with you is the difference between uh, the masculine and feminine in living an abundant life because when that's out of balance, uh, that can actually, you know, stop us from creating and enjoying that flow. And so let me share with you a couple of things about um the masculine feminine that we each have within us. And so I know for me, I'm a, I'm a single mother and I've, you know, raised four children on my own. I have two left at home and um, I struggled a lot, you know, in providing. Uh, I, we always had what we need and I could always manifest and create things in the last ways. And that's actually what I'm writing about right now. But it was harder when I was in my masculine energy than in my feminine energy. And so let me just describe what the difference is, and that way you can kind of acknowledge those that are listening. Um, when you catch yourself out of balance that way, you're usually, you know, it's going to be a lot more harder to receive abundance in your life, whether it's joy, good health, um, happiness, loving relationships, or money. So masculine energy um, is very oriented 
It's about organization, individuality. It has an outward focus. It's very goal-oriented. Um, it's a step-by-step thinking, so it's linear thinking, very neutral, uh, lack of bias. So, you know, sometimes we need those things to, to manifest and create um, abundance in our lives. But if we're a woman and we are too much in our masculine energy, life is going to be really hard to create what we want. The feminine energy is receiving. It's cooperation. It's uh, our intuition, being creative. It has an inward focus, flowing and open, and it has more of a holistic thinking. So you're looking at the big picture. You see um, complete systems, and you're trying to understand uh, everything as a whole. And so when I'm in my feminine energy, I manifest things. It's so easy. I sometimes I'm just blown away. Like I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just there's so much more that comes to me, and I feel a deeper uh, capacity to receive God's love when I receive. So whether I'm receiving, um, like I had a neighbor bring me like a huge la- or laundry basket filled of cucumbers from her garden and a big bucket of tomatoes and pears and apples. I mean, it was just, I was like, wow, this, you know, is abundance. I didn't grow the food. I, just, you know, I didn't go buy it, but I just, she stopped at my door and just shared her abundance from her garden. And um, so it can come just, just in just easy ways. It doesn't have to be like, you know, we have to go to work and get this job. It doesn't come from a spouse. It doesn't come from what the economy is doing or not doing. It doesn't come from what we do or not do. Abundance is our connection to source, which is eternal, which is infinite. And um, even though we need to balance our own masculine and feminine energy, as a woman, the more that I'm in my feminine energy, I allow much more abundance into my life in every area. You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people miss that. The the masculine is great for implementing things in our life uh, for the doing part, the active part of things, but it, it's not the receptive energy. And we have to step into that feminine if we're going to receive. And if we're going to be abundant, if we're going to, you know, it has to blend both of those energies. You know, as we know uh, here in the Midwest, you know, harvest only comes from getting out and doing the work and from receiving the bounty of the crops, so to say. Um, you know, it's it's a, a blend. If you just leave the crops in the field after working them, you're not going to receive them. You're not going to enjoy that abundance. <laughs> but um, so it's, yeah, it's a blending of those energies. So I'm really, really glad that you opened that piece up and and that it's a vibrational flow um, that's in there because I, 
have experienced that a great amount when I am in that space of abundance within myself and I simply feel the love, I feel the heart-centered space and it's flowing through me, the worries are gone, the stresses are gone and things just show up in my life. So I'm glad that you took that direction with it on there. Exactly. I loved what you shared. They do just show up, and our the Western society has taught you know women that or the feminine energy is all about giving, and that's it's opposite. And you know I think as women we, um, you know it's our divine nature. We want to care. We want to nurture. We want to make our environment safe and peaceful for everybody. But in doing that, you know, most women end up taking on, you know, just negative energy from others and accommodating to create that space. And um, definitely when you are aware of what true feminine energy is and, and true feminine power, you know that you need to receive first. And then you are just this infinite vessel of to give unconditionally and loving and and nurture and you're not depleted um in that way and you know it's just something as as women and I know me it has is taking years for me to to balance that and um you know just I would just encourage any women that are listening to this just begin uh to to receive more and to be aware to start to feel Safe in your own vulnerability because sometimes receiving can make us feel vulnerable. And the more that we embrace our our humanness and our own vulnerability, the safer we feel to let things in, you know, love and joy and peace and let people give to us and let the universe give to us in in abundant ways. Um, So just even being aware of our breathing can help us determine where we at when you know if we're receiving or not so if our our breath is really um shallow and we're not taking deep breaths or it's hard to take deep breaths our body is is probably in a state where it's it's closing off and it's not being open so um just even taking a few minutes to just check in with yourself and see where your breathing is and um, do some deeper breathing so you can just open yourself up again to to receive. You know, that's an interesting piece that you connected there, that receiving is associated with vulnerability. And I don't think most people make that connection in there. Um, and, and I think maybe part of that is, is because one, people are taught that vulnerability is a weak space. So when they start to feel that, they automatically tend to shut it down is, is one of my observations. And I would say also there's a lot of confusion programmed into people um, about receiving. You know, it's kind of like, well, if you're if you're not receiving, you're not succeeding enough in the world. But if you are receiving, then all of a sudden you're greedy and you're selfish and you're this and you're that and you know there's and and it's 
again, been placed more in the material aspect than the feeling. Most people, I don't think, Jana, have been taught how to receive, how to feel that vibration. I don't think that most people have a concept of what that vibration is. You're right, Jesse. I'm so glad that you, you know, acknowledge that because um, it, you know, it receiving becomes very sacred to me when um, I embrace my vulnerability. I, I feel that God touches so deeply in my heart when, when there's things. Um, that I receive that I think, oh, my gosh, sometimes I think it might be impossible <laughs> to receive right now. And he he gives it to me. I mean, it, it just he, it touches me so deeply, and it's so humbling, and it's, it just makes me feel so safe in God's love. And I really feel if people can tap into that vibration, that energy, they can really open up to receive because I know that's something that I had to work through to to receive more. I mean, I was really blessed um, the past year and a half. I doubled my income, to me, and I didn't think that that was possible like two years ago. Um, and it, I had to open up to receive more from God and His love and. Um, the more that I felt safe in my own vulnerability, the more I was able to receive from him and even to a resource for others to help others with the resources that I was blessed with. And right now I am on sabbatical and, you know, I still have money coming in. I'm home with my children right now. I'm, you know, creating what I want to do for the next year as far as workshops and things I'm you know, working on my second book, and I'm I feel so abundant, and I'm not actively working right now because to me that's abundant. But I'm connected to my my source, and I'm in my feminine energy, and I'm just spending a lot of time outdoors in nature and being grounded and, and just enjoy being very present with my soul right now, and it's just feeding my soul, and so. But it, it does take practice for us, and the first thing you can do is just give yourself permission. You know, start when we want to feel safe, or we think something external is going to make us feel safe or um, loved. We can really just get out of balance that way and feel empty, and and um, we can't embrace it that way. We really have to go within and and know that. Like, I am just safe being me. I don't need an outside source. I don't need money to feel safe. I have got, you know, God's love. I'm connected eternally to that source. And I can feel vulnerable and safe and loved and cherished. Um, and that's that's within me and that's with my connection to source. So the more we give ourselves permission to tap into that energy, the more abundance we can receive. You know, I, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I was thinking, this must be one of the reasons why um, people have a hard time staying focused on their, their goals as well, 
because um, they look to something external to make them feel more secure, whether that's money, a relationship, a situation, a friendship in their life, whatever that is for them. And yet they don't have control over those things. And, you know, we can't control other people's choices or decisions uh, in life. And so we're automatically placed almost like in a fear or, you know, again, we're placed in that vulnerable position. But um, I think that's interesting that we look as, you know, or have been programmed, if you have this, if you do this, you're going to have the safety, but there's no safety because we have no control over it. We only have control over ourselves. And so the only place we can find that safety, it seems to me, would be within ourselves. Exactly. Because that safe, loving space is within us and that that connection to God. And that um, brings up a a story that I want to share with you about, you know, looking for that external, especially regarding money. Um, There was some research done in the United States with multimillionaires. And each one of these millionaires that they um, did research on had over $50 million in net worth. And, I mean, to me, that's, that's quite a bit of money. I think anyone listening would think that's quite a bit of money. Um, but each they asked each of these millionaires what would they need to feel safe about their future, and every single one said they would need double. So they would need a hundred million um, to feel safe, and you know that's so much what we're taught in society. Or even when I work with people. Um, you know, as as I go through some of these processes, especially regarding money or relationships, um, seeking something outside of themselves, like you were saying, it does not make us feel safe. It is, it is within us. Um, and that relationship and that connection to God, that actually makes us feel safe. And this is something that I learned through healing lots of traumatic experiences that I had in my childhood. Um, that's where I, I learned to feel safe. And so sometimes people might have, you know, a lot of fear or something that they've gone through in life that they might still have uh, suppressed in their body that, you know, it's very difficult for them to to receive or to open up or um, there's, just, there's just too much fear there. But that can all be healed and you can be free if you're willing to go within and and discover what is blocking you and from actually receiving more and finding that safe, loving place within yourself that goes wherever you go. It's not external, not dependent on things outside of ourselves. So I love that you brought that up. You know, and that's that's interesting too with the story you shared because, you know, I've learned traveling and touring on the road and I I did that full time for a year before I landed here for a couple of months and you know I learned that I had 
so much more fulfillment <laughs> without all of this stuff <laughs> and just keeping to the bare minimums. And I never felt like, you know, I didn't feel like I was suffering by not having um, all of this external things there. Uh, it kind of got me in this place of appreciation, but it's interesting that those millionaires, you know, feel like they need that much more to feel safe. And that should be a big eye-opener for everybody who's listening to this, is that, you know, money isn't going to make you feel safe. As a matter of fact, money oftentimes creates more fears because they're worrying about who's going to take it, who's calling them for something, who's, you know, whether people actually like them or don't like them, or whether it's just their money they're hanging out with them for. Um, you know, there's so many, I would say, little components on that level and little fear triggers. And like you say, you know, you have these experiences. And when I think about that story that you shared, as well as what a lot of other people deal with, um, you know, it kind of comes back to this self-love piece. You know, how much are we loving ourselves? How much are we accepting ourself because with that interconnection, you know, we really don't need a lot of what we think we need. I think, you know, the money makes it more comfortable <laughs> along the way. But um, but it's not money itself that i found in my own life anyways that's going to give me the actual fulfillment. It's the, it's the self-worth piece. It's the um, being confident in myself and my capability to make a decision or to accept or let go of something in my life. Yes, I love that. And I love how um, you shared about the fear because that, that made me think of, um, like, even those millionaires were still on a scarcity consciousness, you know, and... I think abundant living is enjoying what you have and remembering that money is an energy. It's just an exchange that human beings use to um, exchange what we need, you know, from each other. Um, and you just remember abundance comes in, in, in all blessings. To me, it's all blessings of the earth and heaven. You know, we can receive abundance of inspiration, enlightenment, you know, discovering the mysteries of God. We can um, receive an abundance of love, of, of joy. And, but it comes from within first, like you were saying, self-love. Like I, I had to find my eternal joy inside of me first um, and let that expand. And then my experiences with others that joy it's it's you're sharing the joy that's within you instead of looking for someone else to give you joy so when you're receiving joy you're actually just allowing what's inside of you to expand and um you know that divine connection that we have all with each other and and um, there's no fear like you, you mentioned a lot about the fear so i definitely agree with that where if we're not actually enjoying everything um, that we have, then we're in scarcity mindset. I had a friend text me the other day, 
actually have a couple friends that like to text me about animal totems. I don't know if you're really into understanding um, the meaning behind the messages that the animals give us on the earth, but to me that's another um, blessing or richness uh, that, uh, that adds to my life because when I'm in nature and I encounter, you know, one of these, you know, magnificent animals on my hikes, there's just something magical that happens. And as I'm aware of, you know, the message that their spirit energy brings to my life and how it applies to my life is just so miraculous, how it's so right on of what you need. And so abundance to me also means being aware of everything in our environment that can inspire us and bless us and give us a message and help us progress spiritually and emotionally. So uh, it it doesn't always have to do with just the money like we were talking about, but just, just start to be aware of everything in your life um, that makes your life rich. To me, the animals that cross my path make my life rich because of the meaning that they bring from spirit. Um, you know, the relationships that I have with people, I've unplugged from internet on my sabbatical and it's amazing how when uh, I spend more time being present in my space that people physically come to my space more than, you know, connecting through internet or they talk to me on the phone or they, you know, it's more, um, but when you're doing a lot of connecting as we have, you know, through social media, which there's, it's a good and positive thing, but I think it's also good to unplug once in a while and just connect with people physically. That's why I've shifted into, um, instead of doing some online workshops, I really want to do just face-to-face workshops for 2016 because I really feel an importance of being physically present with people and uh, allowing that healing space and creating that healing space for them. So um, that's just another thing that I feel makes our life abundant is those uh, relationships where we can be present and connect and communicate and connect with our environment and nature and the beauty surrounding us and um, even creating beauty within our home. And the presence is a really big piece because, you know, the the presence, and I think a lot of people, perhaps what they struggle with in regard to presence is they're afraid of being seen. They're still living outside of themselves wondering what is this person going to think, you know, worrying about how do they view me, you know, am I doing the so-called right thing instead of just, being present in themselves. And I think that that's really huge. And you talked about the magic of life. And I've heard a lot of people over the last couple of years, I just want life to feel magical again. Just want it to feel full again. And and it's funny because I'm literally down to, you know, well, have been for the last year or so, <laughs> down to a vehicle's worth of stuff in my life, and, and most of it is, you know, not even stuff. It's, it's things that I have to keep for tax purposes or something like that. Um, 
And so I'm always thinking about, okay, what can I get rid of now? <laughs> but it's allowing ourselves to delve into those experiences, as you say, being aware of the environment that we're in, the the messages that are happening. They, they, and that awareness is about delving into the experience, I think, no matter what that experience is, no matter what it's throwing at you that day, delving into it is what creates the magical moments because, you know, you were mentioning there that how empty so many people can feel because they're still striving, the the millionaires, they're still striving for more money, more this, more that. Um, Their life isn't full no matter how much they have there. Um, But when you stop and go, wow, this is really an amazing experience. Wow, this is really happening. I know that's, that's what's brought the magic back into my life. Um, it's these very things that you're talking about. Yeah, and nature is such a good way for anyone if they are struggling, you know, with finding those magical moments in their life. And it, nature just has a way to bring us back to our soul and to be really present. Um, so that's just a, a way that if people are struggling, they can just, you know, spend more time outdoors and really uh, be able to get connected to their soul again. I actually walk the canyon every morning, um, and it's great because I, I meet people and, um, you know, and then I just enjoy whatever animal shows up on my path. So it's it just it's a beautiful way to ground myself and and tap into that magic. Like, yeah, it is possible. So, and nature is a great a great way to do that. I I agree. I love having my time in nature. I I can't go for very long without being in nature. Um, fortunately, where I am, there's a whole lot of parks, and one of them has waterfalls at it. So. Um, you know, I'm very blessed to have those little spaces like that, even among the kind of city-ish type environment. It's not a big city here like most people think it's a big city, but um, it, it is a powerful, I find, immediate rejuvenator, immediate way to, to get balanced. And I find that when we allow ourselves duty to step into that presence, that there's um, everything shifts like all of a sudden you have more time. <laughs> it's like it's almost like the more you allow yourself to experience something, the more you have of everything. The more time you have, the more fulfillment you have, more, it, to me, more just flows when you choose to experience where you're at in that moment um, and there. I do want to touch a little bit, though, on the financial piece because one of the things you do do is to help people get clarity in their financial decisions and to develop a healthy, happy, peaceful relationship with money. So maybe you can share with us a little bit about what that means to have clarity in our financial decisions. Well, I think we need to get on we need to get honest with ourselves 
um, I think that was the first thing that I um, did to make a shift in my life financially. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, I had been, I was putting myself through school to get my degree. And um, I had stopped taking clients. I retired from massage therapy. I wasn't doing any classes because I had moved from uh, where I was living and I was basically kind of starting over. And I really just struggled. But um, And I, I just humbly, like, went to God and said, you know what, I am really struggling with you know, bringing money in and providing for my family. And this is a a weakness in me that I know can shift and change. And so I think getting clarity, you need to be honest with yourself of where you're at financially and be okay with it without judging yourself. Like it's not, it's just one more thing I knew I needed to work on because um, I knew that I would be a resource for others and that there would be, more because the inspiration I was receiving, I was like, are you sure <laughs> this is coming? And and sure enough, it it came after I was willing. It took me about, I think, a year and a half to go through a lot of just pain and struggle. But then I, I, I started working with a, a coach, um, Dr. Eve Ag, and she only did four sessions with me. And I'm not kidding, my life completely transformed financially. And whatever was blocking me um, helped me make a shift to bring in more. And it really helped me get in touch with that um, universal abundance that's infinite. Even though I could manifest things from all over, you know, I, I wasn't, I learned to create and manifest in, you know, miraculous ways. I just knew that there was more that could come to me. I wasn't um, receiving all that the universe had for me. And and what I learned with working with her, I actually invested in her program because I had such a transformation because I wanted to know more about the healing processes that she did so I can um, teach them to others. So I invested quite a bit to learn these processes because they worked. And one of the things I learned was that we each have what's called an abundance vessel, and most people don't know this, but energetically there is um, a vessel of how much we are allowing ourselves to receive. And according to, you know, some people are is more open than others, um, and someone could be letting in, you know, a lot of money, but then they're not letting in a lot of love or joy in their life. So there's a way that you can energetically get in tune with your own abundance vessel through some uh, transformational processes that I I take people through. But definitely, you have to acknowledge first um, that 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 you're not accepting what is actually possible for you. Um, and knowing that that you can overcome it. I know some people have a mindset that I think really blocks them. It's like, oh, it's not about the money. I just just do it because I love it. And it's a reminder that receiving money from a service that you give does not take away the joy. It actually increases it. 
I mean, because you you're receiving joy from uh, giving a service or or um, giving a product to somebody. They re- you receive the joy from them enjoying it, and then you receive an additional um, blessing that I feel in in receiving money as well. And so um, sometimes you need to get clear as far as you know what you're charging for certain products and services if you are an entrepreneur or if you are employed by somebody are you really you know getting what you're worth so just getting clear and and recognizing those things and and where you could be blocked that way or um so that to me that's about getting clear is is what you're actually receiving and being honest i love my love that you brought up how you could be receiving in one area of your life and not in another because it's it's interesting. I notice there's a lot of, and you mentioned specifically about love and joy, where people might be even receiving money, but they're not receiving love and joy, for example, in their life. My experience is when you're in a state of abundance, it's not a selective thing. If you're going to receive, you need to receive openly across the board (laughs) and so you can't be shedding out love and still expect to receive you know in these other areas without I think some challenges in there uh, to a certain extent Um, because you create a conflict in the coding you create a conflict if you're receiving one thing but not receiving another thing and I think a lot of people struggle with receiving love. And, and right there you may have very well pinpointed one of the big blocks because money to me is is an expression of love. It's one way that we express love. Now, it does have its material size. It is used certainly for power and control and other things too but it's also an expression of love, a love for what you provide somebody, a love for things that you do. It's just a means of exchange. So if we're rejecting love, we're also going to be rejecting receiving other things, I would think. Yes, yes, you said it perfectly. Um, Because I know when I receive money, I actually feel love from God. When I receive, you know, love from another person, I feel love from God. When, you know, so it, it that is really the center and where, um, and I, you know, one of the problems that I had of why I was not receiving the money that I knew was possible for me was I needed to receive more from love from God first and really increase my capacity and and that abundance vessel um, to receive more to bring that in. So, yes, love to me is like the core of of receiving abundance in everything. So um, that's why self-love is important, knowing that we deserve it, we're worthy. Uh, those are some of the really, those deep core beliefs where people, they just don't feel like they deserve it or they're not worthy of it. Um, and that's a lie because it's just, it's a divine birthright to be able to receive um you know, abundance. I mean, the, the universe is abundant. The trees, the stars, the, uh, I mean, the planets go on forever. There's universes that go on. I mean, there's multiple. So the nature of the universe is 
is very abundant. It, it definitely is, and I'm, you know, you've come back to the deserving piece again, which is an important thing because a lot of people don't. They don't feel like they deserve a, a really wonderful, incredible relationship in their life a lot of times. They don't feel like they deserve getting a paycheck for things. And, and I think there's a lot of different conflicts because certainly there's cultures that teach you can't receive money for things or you can't receive it directly from somebody's hands or these sorts of things that are in there. And yet it isn't so much about deserving. I think there's an aspect of, of balancing in there if we realize the gift that we're giving somebody to allow them to give. If we realize, you know, to a certain extent when we're struggling with that self-worth and whether we deserve this, we've forgotten who we are and where we come from. We disconnected from that. Yes, that that belief that they don't deserve or they're not worthy is really that disconnection from God and and their God self. And so I that's very true. And mentioning about deserving love that that made me think of this um client that I was working with who actually I was working with him and his wife you know both together in a class and then separately in sessions and um just great couple I just love them they were so wonderful but he had worked through some issues of really not receiving, you know, the love. He he was, how can I put this? Um, in a way that's honoring the situation. He became aware that he had been married to this wonderful woman for 20 years or plus years, and he had not opened himself up to receive the love that she wanted to give him. And he realized that it was him that had shut himself off from whatever, you know, experiences he had had. And it was just really beautiful to see that transformation where, you know, him recognizing that he had missed out, you know, on so much, um, of actually receiving such an abundance of love from this woman he had been married to, um, to really open himself more deeply to that love, and that she did love him, and then all the beliefs that he realized was his own stuff that you know it just it wasn't true, and it denied him all that love that he could have enjoyed. But the point is that he he saw that and was able to recognize that and, and transform that to deepen their relationship and to open and receive the love that, you know, she had. And, and you know, a part of me, it felt a little bit sad, you know, to to see that. But then, you know, the, the blessing or the lesson from this man's experience can teach all of us, like those that are might be married right now in their relationship, you know, um, you know, what walls have you built up against your heart that the person that has, you know, stood by you all these years, you're not even letting their love in or, um, you know, what's the fear and what's, what has built up around your heart that, 
you would deny yourself love from that person to give to you or to even give because when we do have those those walls around our heart, nothing can get in and nothing can get out. You can't give the love that you have to offer and you can't receive it. And I just, you know, I, I love that couple and I love, you know, what he shared with me in his process because I think it's just a huge lesson for all of us to actually look more deeply in our lives and see what's actually there and um, the love that is available right now because, you know, it's a, it's abundant. It's available. It's just, you know, usually ourselves that are putting those walls up of fear and for whatever reason or for whatever experiences that maybe you've had. But, um, you know, it's not worth it to deny yourself that one more day, you know. I always, you know, I tell my clients, like, it's really not worth it to hold on to this belief or this emotion one more second because of, um, you know, what you're not allowing into your life because of it. So it's best to just let it go. And and even in the challenges, the love is there. You know, sometimes we can feel like somebody's attacking us. Um, or or being harsh or mean to us, and there can still be love within that. You know, they they care enough to tell us the truth, even if they know it's going to hurt, or they, you know, uh, are showing a love that they may not even be aware of, and, you know, they don't know how to share love, so it comes across in this harsher way. Uh, you know, and the deserving piece, one of the things I find interesting with it is if we look at the codes behind deserving, it relates to lessons learned. And I think that that's a really interesting connection to make there because you have to have learned lessons and to have gained an understanding to stand in that place of feeling deserving. (laughs) It's an interesting loop that comes in with it. Uh, Yeah, I love that thought. Because I think the more that we understand ourselves and the more that uh, we accept ourselves, the the freer the person that we are with can express their love however they choose, you know, in their own capacity. You know, people can only love in the capacity that they're able to, you know. And I think the more that we are um, become aware and understand ourselves and all the thoughts and beliefs and um surrounding love and if even they're based on truth or not, you know, it will increase our capacity to receive and to give love. And um but I love that. Yes, it's definitely has to do with our, our thoughts and our beliefs and, and about understanding I think ourselves. And you know, love is unconditional. It it's not It's free. And I I know when um, it doesn't feel free, 
or, you know, sometimes people can be manipulative. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that that's the only way they know how to respond or behave, and they haven't learned, uh, new, you know, more healthier, freeing ways to love another person. You know, I hear a lot of people tell me that they feel like they just can't be free to be themselves in that in that space. And then I'm like, well, you're really giving up all that power to that person or is it you that are not allowing yourself to be free to be who you are anywhere, anytime? You know, and that's something with me that I had to learn where I was like, well, because they're a little more, you know, or relationships you feel more free to really be you or and then I got to a point where you know I'm just going to be who I am wherever I am (laughs) whoever I'm with and I'm okay with that whether it's accepted or received or not so I think the more we allow ourselves the freedom to be who we are and express who we are freely the more we can allow that for the people in our lives I I wholeheartedly agree with you, and and there's no better person for each of us to be than who we are, because <laughs> it doesn't work to be anybody else. It really doesn't. Um, and just you have so much information, you know, that you live from, and you definitely have personal experiences uh, to to build on as well in things. And, um, you know, the, the loving is so important. I think, I think sadly, our society has not raised people in the experience of real and genuine love. And most people just are lost in how to exist in that space. They've never experienced it. And, you know, they, they've been given all these distortions. They've been programmed that, you know, when you're in a relationship, there's going to be lies and deception and you can't be yourself. You've got to be this and you've got to be that. And, um, you know, so I think a lot of people are just very, very lost in this area. And to, to have somebody like you that they can go to and say, help me. <laughs> help me get into this space of love. And what does that feel like? And you know, how do I stand in that, that place is so important and so valuable. Johnny, you mentioned you're on sabbatical right now, but you're starting to prepare for next year. Um, is there anything that people can take advantage of with your work at this time? They can take advantage of the coaching or the CDs or... Um, yes, I do offer free 20-minute uh, sessions. Um, if anyone is struggling right now, if they just need a little bit more clarity of what their next you know, step would be, or um, they're free to call me at 208-934-7008. Um, I you know, will schedule those accordingly, probably not till the next month but they are free to call me now. I also have my CDs are available on Amazon.com, and they're also available on CDBaby.com. 
I have a Discover Your Magnificence Affirmation CD, and that was one that I created about um, eight years ago uh, when I had some deep spiritual awakening and really embracing the truth of who I was. And, and I've had some great testimonials from people that have listened to that CD and how it really helps them to align with their purpose and um, and and carry that out with more passion. My other CD that I have is an abundance CD, and that is uh, affirmations that are focused on creating wealth, uh, creating more joy and more love in our relationship. So that is something that definitely... Um, is very helpful to listen to in the morning uh, when you start your day so you have that positive mindset um, and helps just kind of dis- disperse any negativity that you might feeling. So that's what I love about those affirmations. They're very helpful, and the testimonials that I get are usually it's just it really helps start their day off really well. Um, I also have some meditation CDs available. I've got a gemstone energy um, medicine um, meditation that is available on cdbaby.com. And that is a meditation that helps to balance the chakras and also uh, helps you to uh, tap into the gemstone energy to bring that into your body to balance your mind, body, spirit. I also have a free meditation that is available on my website, andreaswellnesscenter.com. If anyone is interested in getting a free meditation, that one helps you to connect um, to the still small voice inside, uh, helps you to release any negative emotions that you might be having towards a certain situation or a person in your life that you need to bring in more light and more love and understanding and forgiveness, that would be a really good meditation CD for that. My book is also available on Kindle for $1.99 and available on Amazon for $18. And that is Celestial Marriage Reflections on Love and Faith. Wonderful. Um, So lots of opportunities, actually, (laughs) for people to take advantage of your work. Um, and, and again, you, your website is andreaswellnesscenter.com. Um, and for those that are listening that can't see the link, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-S-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.com, andreaswellnesscenter.com. And, uh, John, I certainly appreciate you giving us your time today your thoughts, your sharing of your work, and, um, you know, helping us to understand more about abundant living and what that's about for us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, absolutely exciting. I I just love, Jonna, when you go on her Facebook page and on her website, you're going to see the vibrancy there. I know she has this beautiful, gentle voice on the phone, but <laughs> you're going to see that vibrancy there. And, um, you know, it, it's a blessing, like I said, because I've been connected with her online, and, and just she's, she's a really beautiful soul. Now, next week on Code Interpretation, or Code Connection, I should say, 
I'm going to be doing my own show um, working with the codes on code interpretation, and I'm actually going to I'm going to jump out there a little bit for something that's a little bit different than what I've done in the past, and I'm going to take a look at our presidential candidates and their codes and energy patterns and what that means for us here in the U.S., what that means for us as a collective, what are their dynamics, um, you know, what we can expect uh, from them should they be elected. So it's going to be very, very interesting to take a look at that. I'm excited to delve into it and see what I come up with, and, and I'm sure you'll be interested to hear as well. I've also uh, got the events, which I mentioned earlier, too, and, and uh, those are the events I'm getting ready to do here in October. Coming up, I'm leaving in about a week and a half to start a two-week tour towards the East Coast. So you can definitely connect with me in that region. And just to give you a little bit of idea, on Thursday, October 8th, um, I'm going to be at Enlightened Path Holistic Center, which is in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And you can connect with me. I'll be taking private sessions there during the day. I'll be doing a workshop from 7 to 9 p.m. in the evening. I will be going from there over to the Fairfax, Virginia area. Um, just outside of D.C. I'll be taking private sessions there. Um, very blessed to be also doing some work with Jim and Ashley Cash on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon there. And then I'm going to be heading on up to Westford, Massachusetts to Aquarius Sanctuary, and I'll be taking private sessions there over the period of the 13th through the 17th of October, uh, so a five-day period where you can book sessions with me. And I'm also going to be doing a workshop on Wednesday the 14th. I'll uh, be doing a healing and cleansing event there from 7 to 9 in the evening. And on Saturday the 17th, a thought song style event there from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, so uh, very exciting events. If you're in the area, you definitely want to take advantage of it. The workshops are very affordable. If you can't come into a private session or something like that at this time, um, all kinds of options, so check those out. Those are on my website, as well as uh, I just posted a brand new video for the month. That's up there, monthly specials, all of those things. You can check it out, Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one.com. And also, I'm going to be doing an event here in Sioux Falls, uh, Halloween weekend, uh, for anybody that wants to journey over my way here. And uh, we'll be taking a look at that. September special is to receive the ebook version of You, Me, Life Dreams, my book on relationships for only $1.99 right now. And don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Monday nights, uh, Ramsey's been jumping in and out right now. Tuesdays, Susan continues to be steady with uh, 13 magical trees that she's doing a series. Wednesday nights, uh, Daniel and Denise are, have been a little off and on. There's been a lot going on there between Daniel touring with the band and Janice uh, getting ready to open some of her own things up, and so it's been, um, you know, there, but they're, they're coming around, and we're seeing that consistent again. Kevin Baird's now doing another show on Saturdays with uh, his new companion, which is, if you want to learn about that, Kevin was a guest of mine around the end of July. You can check that out. Hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols Georgian. Thank you so much for being here today, and thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, of those streaming live on PEN, known as Pair Encounters Network, Screenfinder, and TalkStream Live, as well as those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of our show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection.
Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. I'm going to leave you with the song um, Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shamshai, and again, you can check out Shamshai's work through their website, www.shamshai.com, S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal, just to show you the way that I feel. And we are in time with time, one with season of change inside. And we are in tune with the tune. Caught in a balance of sun and moon Oh, deep inside The light within Shining to show you It's here to begin When all I have Is all I need I will soar to the edge of eternity
beautiful lover. Time is still turning, the love is still burning. Deep in your spirit, your heart. 